Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, the podcast that still thinks that the Wii U is a terrible idea. Um, but we're we're not here to talk about that today, even though E3 came and went, and I still I, I still feel like I'm waiting for it to start. I feel like I'm waiting for that. Oh my god, announcement that you know this game's coming out. But no, I, I pretty much already knew everything in advance. So that's where we are with that. So instead, we're going to talk about Hamicon because we got back from that uh, last weekend. So it'll probably be a couple of weeks in the past by the time any of you guys actually hear it. Um, so I have Jen and Charlie and Liz and Dylan, who's sitting uh, stoically behind the computer. I didn't uh, go. Yeah, Dylan did not go. He, he pushed out. He was a code stock. <laughs> he hates us. He's a homebody. Um, anyway, uh, what did you guys think about Hamicon? This is our, our first time going. You want just like an overall impression? or? Yeah. I liked it. It's really, I mean, it's not a big convention, um, but it's it's really, it's really it's a really good convention for the size that it is. I like the staff was friendly. You could tell they were doing it. Because they wanted to be there. They seem to be having a good time, too. The guests are great. Guests were great. The uh, venue is pretty good. The The hotel, there are a few little issues with getting lost. And this hall looks like this hall. And you don't know where you are and where this room is and what's going on. But um, my, my, my only complaint about the guests is that uh, no matter how much I talked to her, Brenda Palencia would not talk back. <laughs> she couldn't help it. Yeah, Bless she, her heart. How dare she not talk to us? Even though she lost her voice because she, was, she wasn't she was feeling well. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's horrible not to have your voice at a convention. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're there because of your voice. Right? And, uh, you know. But she was still really, really nice about it. She the was. Whole she thing. was a real trooper about it. I was really impressed because she was there for, for every one of her scheduled appearances and, you know, it was just very nice the, the whole way, so. And from what I saw, it seemed to be that all the fans as well were super accommodating, not like, oh my gosh, say this line. Uh, uh no, I, I, ran, I ran into those folks, well, uh, when later. we talked to... Just not to yeah. bring a, it, yeah, But to her, I mean, it seemed everyone was like, you know, I'm so sorry you're feeling horrible, I hope you feel better, there is, that was kind of refreshing. I, I kind of wish that someone had, uh, said, hey, say this line, so she would have just looked down and been like... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, she actually. just let her fingers do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did run into the, uh, into the Say This Line crowd, uh, when, uh, I was speaking with Chris Kaysen to set up the interview that's gonna be on the end of this podcast. And I, I, this was one of those times where I almost said, hey, you know, there, there's this thing called a DVD where you can get him to say the line anytime you want to. All you have to do is just buy the fucking box set. <laughs> And the great part is, you can actually listen to that line over and over and over and over again. Just rewind. It, it, it didn't help that rewind. it was a line from Hatalia, and I, I was just like, no. I can't say anything. I still I'm, haven't seen it. And What's weird, well, I've not seen it, and I am already so over it. However, I was talking to the guy that was running the t-shirt booth, because we were talking about a Hatalia t-shirt that was there, and he was explaining it. And I even mentioned to him, I was like, I haven't, the fandom kind of throws me off of it, but... I haven't seen the series, and he was saying the same thing: is that he's not a great fan of the fandom itself, but that the series, if you just want to watch something that's funny and random, is pretty good. I, so I, I don't know. I have I have fundamental problems with it going into because I'm of the mindset that uh, you know, I know that Germany and Japan are characters, and unless America is just constantly beating the shit out of both of them all the time, you know. <clears throat> 
I'm just not into it. Like that 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 would be a series I would watch would just be America kicking the other country's asses. Oh like God. he was the bully shoving the other countries into lockers. I think in World War Two that would have been Germany. True. And then finally, you know, he did something to America and America said Oh, okay. Oh, now I'm gonna stand up. Well, you remember uh, that robot chicken skit where you know, like, it, it was kind of like Italia before Italia. You had all the different countries or students from different countries sitting at desks, and uh, they show clips throughout the episode. And towards the end, you're like, Germany had all these de- empty desks piled around them, and then this Japanese kid knocks over the American kid soda, and he's like, "All right." <laughs> it's go time. So that's yeah. that's how I feel about that. Yeah, the reason I I even mentioned that shirt was because I had never seen the show, did not know what any of the characters looked like. But like there are these two characters playing Risk, and one character in a bomber jacket had his foot up on the board with this uh, kind of douchebaggy smile. I'm like, that's America. Like, that's gotta be America. <clears throat> it was. Wasn't yes, it was. it was. And the weird part, though, is if they were going to characterize it as World War II era, he America would be the guy in the corner that doesn't want to talk to anybody. Right. That would be the correct characterization. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep this uh, from becoming a Rant. completely different discussion. Uh, anyway. Hamacom was great. Okay, is that, is, is that your contribution? Yes. All the, um, all the people were super nice. Even the, I mean, the hotel was a little warm. The hotel was so warm. hot. But oh, my God. Alabama, what hell? Okay. We can talk about that later, though. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to touch on that. <laughs> Any other place that I've been that hot, people have been nasty and mean, but nobody was ill. Nobody was snipping yeah, at each other. Yeah, there weren't a lot of toads yeah. in general. Here's here's uh, the worst part about all that, you know, that whole weekend we were there at Hamacon, the air conditioning in the hotel was was wonky at best. Then I go back to work, you know, with really no rest, you know, from the weekend because that was all pretty much a business trip. Guess what happens at work? AC is out. Oh, oh my god, it's been hot. <laughs> I am so fucking pissed at everything right now. Let me guess, this is the kind of building where the windows don't open. Uh, yes, because it is a security issue. Oh, yeah. Okay, breathing is not a security issue. No, but, me, uh, me passing out, not a security issue. It's okay. No, no. God forbid something like air get in to right. the building. That's why I've been trying to have the house ice cold when you get home. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> but um and the thing I noticed about the guests which was very cool is that um I don't know I don't know who was in charge of of booking the guests, but they did a really great job because um well now I think Breen is going to be at AWA and she yes. she is. Mm-hmm. But other than other than that, I've not been to a convention yet where any of those guests have been, so it's people I've not seen and the other and on top of that they managed to get guests that were um, not prima donnas. Oh, absolutely! I mean, like so. Oh I mean, gosh. they're so easy to talk to or to work with. I mean, it was like, I mean, they, yeah, they made your experience as good as it possibly could be. If you didn't have a good experience it, when you saw Micah or Chris or Brina, that was your deal. You left us yeah. want to be friends with these people. Yeah, they're so cool. That that's kind of thing. Um, it was very hard to disengage in conversation with Chris Kaysen. Not, you know, 
It, it, it was one of those things where even if I'd wanted to, I don't think that I could have because he genuinely wanted to talk to you and, and get to know you, so, which is just almost unheard of. He, he was, he, it's regrettable that we recorded on a, on a Sunday and didn't have as much time to spend with him as, as we did with uh, yeah. Micah, who will be putting that interview up later. But uh, just a, a very engaging and interesting guy and just a lot of fun to talk to. I mean... He even did a panel where he asks the fans questions. I love this panel. It was a good panel, like, actually. I, I want to get him back on the podcast to interview <clears throat> us just for shits and giggles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, really, that's because uh, that's the kind of panel. Because uh, uh, you know, the one the one rule I live my life by is not to be that guy, right? And this is the kind of panel where I expected that guy to show up. Um, and it was me. And yeah. no. Uh, to, I mean, but to some extent, there were people that were like that guy, but it's because that's what Chris wanted you to do. When Chris was asking for it, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and in this case, that guy being the people that go to panels to monopolize the conversations, and they have nothing to do with. I mean, they're not up there to talk. They came there to watch, and they decided I would like to uh, to be the only person talking. There, there was a that guy though. Yeah, there, there's a subtle uh, uh, subtext to this. Stick pant Goku was that guy. Yeah. Wow. Let's just call people out and specifically. Why don't we? Well, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just him though, because there were people that were standing in the back of the room, just holding a normal conversation at conversation voice while there was a panel going on. That and, was weird. And there were a few times when I genuinely want to stand up and be like, "Okay, there's a panel going on. You guys can take this next door in the game room or something. You and don't. Was, you don't I mean, need to be in here for that, that." Really was that was like the weird one. I mean, because most of most of the time we had really good interactions with everybody. That was one of the, the off ones. And, and it's really weird because I don't recall ever being at another panel at any other, at, at there or at any other convention where that sort of thing happened. Usually because they have staff positioned in every panel as everything's going on. It was so small that there wasn't necessarily a need to, but that was the one time where they probably did. Yeah. And somebody wasn't there to do something about it. And that's... Well, I mean, but usually, even if people are going to have conversations during a panel, they're hushed conversations. These were full-on... Mm-hmm. Out, I, I, don't, I, don't, I won't say outside voice conversations, but, I mean, these were... You don't, you have this conversation because nothing else in the room's going on. I mean, but, but stuff was going yeah. on, so... This is one of those things where if I had just been an attendee and, you know, Basil hadn't invited us to come down there and, and cover the event... I probably just would have, uh, I, I probably would have gone ape shit on the guy. Then, like, listen, take, take that shit outside. Yeah. That was weird, but otherwise. It, it was against um, every teacher instinct for me to leave them alone. I was just like, really? Really? Do I want to go back there? I think I want to go back there. I think I want to run them out. If I do, will it cause a bigger scene? Yes, it would have. Probably. They're getting ready for the for the little rave thing. Oh, my gosh. Do I really want to go? I really want to go back there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the panel's over. Never oh, mind. Uh, all right. Um, enough of that. Yeah. That shit's boring. Um, um, let's see. What else? What do you think of the game room? Uh, I absolutely fucking love the game room. Best game room I have ever been in. Why is that? Um... Well, you know, they had, they had like, uh, I don't know what that game was called. It, it was a rhythm game where they had, like, all all these buttons on this large sort oh, of I tray. Oh, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the game was called. I don't know what it is, but it was it was an interesting game. Um, 
you know, I think they had DDR and Smash Brothers set up. But the thing that I loved, and, and surprise to nobody, um, they actually had two PlayStation 3s set up on Asus monitors, which uh, are, are lag-free. And when I say lag-free, I mean there's no delay between you hitting a button and it appearing on the screen, which in fighting games is, is absolutely wonderful. And they had three fight sticks, uh, two Mad Cats and one Velix, uh, supplied in the room at all times. That's pretty cool. Uh, what was great was that even though there were two systems and three fight sticks that never really came into play, uh, when, when they were running the, uh, Marvel 3 tournament, which I got third in, even though it played terribly, so, that's some, that, that's something. Um, yeah. Anyway, it, it was, it was really well run because they had Marvel, they had, uh, Street Fighter, they had Arcana Heart 3, they had Tekken. I think they had a Dreamcast up that had Third Strike on it. There was definitely a Dreamcast there, but I didn't, I didn't see what was set up they, on it. They, I saw some people playing, uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, and uh, the sequel to Rival Schools. I forget what it's called. Uh, anyway, they, they had an import version of that, and I think some other game, but I forget what it was. Um, anyway, uh, great, great stuff uh, if you're a fighting game fan. Tournament was uh, very well run. Uh, there was a buy-in, but all the, all the money from the buy-in went to the pot, so I actually made a little money. Um, cool. And it was it was really fun because, like, the tournament at, at MTech, although I love MTech, uh, the tournament there was sort of the antithesis of that, because we were playing on 360 pads, and, you know, people were kind of douchey because uh, they were playing off of the original unpatched Marvel vs. Capcom 3, so... There are a lot of uh, balance changes that have been made since then, mm. but this was played on you know the latest version uh, with all the the DLC and stuff on it. Um, everybody was really really nice, uh, except except for the guy who won. He was kind of a jerk, but you know he he wasn't like a super bad jerk. But I, the the reason I say he was kind of a jerk was that somebody was asking him how he did something. He goes figure it out. Like that that was his his mentality was. Uh, you know, I I had to learn it, so I'm not I'm not sharing. Well, uh, way to give back to the community there. Yeah, but that's that's not uncommon. I mean, if if that's the worst you get at a fighting game tournament, you're doing really really well for yourself. Yeah. Just just because it's common doesn't make it right. I understand that. I'm saying that. But compared uh, to other experiences, I was, right. I was about to say if if Justin Wong had been there, you know, I'd have probably punched him in it, the throat. Like he he would him and his buddy, you know, would have probably rigged the tournament or something allegedly. I don't know. I, I I'm still I'm still over Justin Wong because he keeps uh, making jokes on Twitter. Like I wonder if I'm gonna get a yellow card at this event as if uh, you know he's he's being targeted or something because hmm. he wasn't obviously you know doing what he did. But we we talked about that on the yeah. other podcast. Anyway, um, tournament was really well run. Uh, very much in my element. You know, I had people yelling uh, "fuck the Knicks" and "East Coast Philly, where you at?" And you know, it was. Which is what, that's how it should be. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, what else? I like the video room. I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and I didn't realize this until after I'd already been in there a while, and this is when I was reading the thing, that this is the way they set it up, which is 
they play a couple of episodes, and then um, one of the uh, con staff actually talks about the show. I didn't, and that, and I didn't realize that they. I thought that was just happening. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's how they'd set it up to be. Is that er, the staff got to pick what they wanted to show, and they would talk about the show and field questions about it. That was kind of interesting. Um, the only, the only issue I had with that is, I, it, it, I'm assuming maybe this is the first year they've done that. I don't know, but um, that could be tightened up a bit. Because mm-hmm. I kind, it kind of felt like. Um, I don't know. It kind of felt like you only got very little of the show, maybe, because I think they only showed like two episodes, that it blocked for an hour. They showed two episodes, and the rest of the time was for talking. So, all of a sudden you had a pretty large chunk of time to fill with discussion, but if nobody wanted to talk, I mean, it seemed like you could tighten it by just maybe trying to, I don't know, I don't know if if you could actually fit three episodes in, so. The the problem is, is that if you skip, like, the opening and the closing, the actual animation part's usually about 20 minutes. So you really... So, have... so if you if you schedule in an hour, you know, you've got, like, 20 minutes for talking, roughly 18 to 20. And if you try and squeeze in a third episode, then you're scheduling, like... I don't know, you'd have to do, like, four episodes over an hour and a half or something for that yeah, to really or, work. Yeah, or somehow work it out to schedule a thing for, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, which would probably play hell with your scheduling, but right. but yeah, and that's not a bad idea. The four episodes, and then use an hour and a half, and then have some time to talk. Because in a lot of cases, the two that I the the co- the few that I the few showings I went to, um, there really wasn't all that much discussion. So there was a lot of dead time where you're just waiting for the next thing to begin. I think it might have helped. If people, because you said you didn't know that's that's how it was set up. If there had been something where you kind of knew what to expect going in, because most anime conventions, the video rooms where you go when you got nothing else to do, but you don't want to go up, back up to the room, but you're tired and you just want to sit yeah, down and chill for a while. That's that's what that's there for. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think if people had gone there with the mindset for, hey, we're gonna have a discussion after this, you know, they might have thought of something yeah. thoughtful or at least witty. I would hope to say. And the the choice of shows was really good too. Cause, uh, they had some um, some pretty cool stuff in the video room. I thought it. Um, like, what did they show? I know they were showing Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, time. I caught Yu Yu Hakusho, which show. is just fun. Um, and I got to see a couple of episodes of uh, the Tatami Galaxy, which I've already seen, but I don't mind rewatching because I actually saw stuff in one of the episodes that I didn't. It was actually foreshadowing future episodes, and watching it again, I was like, oh crap, they're actually telling you what's going to happen in future episodes right there, or giving you a hint as to. Um, I think... Now they showed um, They also showed some more of... I can't remember if it's Princess Jellyfish or Jellyfish Princess. I think it's Princess Jellyfish. Uh, which is an interesting show and I would like to see more of. So, I mean, they had a pretty good... A pretty good range of stuff to watch. I, I want to see more of Detroit Metal City. I don't think they showed any more of that one. All <clears> that, I didn't see on schedule. It may have been, but uh, that that show will probably never get licensed, but it should. Yeah, it really should. Uh, I was I was hooked from from the opening theme. Uh, you know, uh, kill your parents. Uh, you know, rape. <laughs> something like something that. rape your 
parents, kill them and kill them again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have no family because I killed them. I have no friends because I killed mother them. Mother rapers and father killers. Father rapers and mother killers. <laughs> hey, Dylan. <laughs> hey, Dylan's here. Um, <laughs> well, that was and but that that the that we saw that at, at uh, one of Basil's <clears throat> panels. The how to get your anime groove back? Was yeah, that it? yeah, that was, that yeah. was a that was a good panel. Um, Spe- speaking of Basil, God bless Basil. He fucking ran that convention. I know that they had another. Con- I-, I know that that they had a con chair, and she's a very nice lady, uh, and and helped us out and was very uh, hospitable to us while we're while we're down here. But damn it, Basil ran that fucking thing. Or it seemed like, man, every time we saw him, he was going to something, coming from something. He ran the something. he ran the meteor room. He ran like half the panels. Yeah, he was he, director of awesomeness. Apparently, he, he was yeah. director of awesome. That was his official title. Um, no, I mean, and, and we're not saying other people weren't doing their jobs, but I guess because we had so much contact with Basil. Um, wow, he was on top of it. I though. never, I. I honestly do not have a... I cannot remember a single time that I saw Basil where he was just sitting down or resting. Oh. I mean, from the moment... Every every waking moment, it seemed like he was taking care of something. Which, I mean, was incredible because, yeah, he was running panels, he was doing some interviewing, podcasting, he was doing whatever other things he was doing. I mean... That thing he do. That thing he do. Uh, that was, I, I, I couldn't, I, I don't have that kind of energy. I couldn't have pulled that off, quite honestly. He runs, he runs on some sort of magical. He runs on awesome. Yeah. He runs on awesome and time in a bottle, probably. That. I don't know. He probably, he probably has some sort of liquored up version of that (laughs) after having been in his room for, which, which was the meteor room. Oh. And it was really, it was really cool of him to let us use, uh, his room for some of our stuff. Very much mm-hmm. so. Very in much that so. Alabama heat. Yeah. Although, yeah, um, we had to actually turn off the AC for that. Oh. Which, which, when you... Uh, the AC couldn't have handled that room anyway. Which, which led to a comedic moment where I tried to start uh, our interview and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, the AC's off. Let me go turn it off real quick and we'll start. And then everybody was surprised that we were starting, including Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we're, we're, we're all conditioned for the pause. Hey, welcome to... Anyway. Um, but well, pan- nobody said, well, I think the problem was, was that Jen was talking. I'm like, okay, be quiet because we we were crunched for time. And Wait, Jennifer was talking. Yes. That never happens. I never talk. We were crunched for time. So I'm like, okay, as soon as Jen st- uh, stops talking, we'll get this going because we have to, you know, we, he, he was, he was meeting, uh, Brina for lunch and yeah, there's, but we, we were, we were on a, on a time limit, but. Oh, and, the, well. and all the panels I went to were, were generally pretty good. I mean, pretty well run. Um, apparently, I guess some panels went over, but not anything that I was at. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, Cody and, and Lauren, uh, who are both part of the manpower, but uh, together are known as uh, Karai Kuma. Or maybe we can come up with some sort of uh, celebrity couple name for them, like uh, Corin or... Coden. Lodi. Lodi. I like Lodi. Lodi. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah. Lodi so Lodi was there. Lodi was there, and, uh... Lodi Warlady. Uh, 
<laughs> well, no, because Warhammer and isn't she? Oh, I thought she was like Lady Lauren. Uh, so, yes, she is. Yeah. So yeah. So Lodi. Lodi War Lady works. So do not think Love I'm it. making fun. We're gonna make t-shirts and a website. Gender. Um, where did you cite? You know, Lodi War Lady. Even though. Uh, Cody's taste name, and, and Cody, I love you, but your taste name is of a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, you know what? We're a 27-year-old girl. I like most of what he likes. So right. Well, it doesn't have to be 14. Here's, here's the thing. I actually, at his panel at Impact, I actually did find myself writing down some of his suggestions. Like, yeah, to avoid them? That. See? No. Okay. He has the anime it, taste of a well-adjusted the, young man. Dill... Dylan uh, is is watching uh, Canon or, or Clonade right now with a box of Kleenex next oh, to his desk. Just... <laughs> oh you know, my God! I'm why is this happening to these sweet girls? I'm happy that he is in touch with his feminine side. That makes him more of a man. Oh, there! I said it. We love you, Cody Warhammer. You're awesome. I, I'm in touch with Jen's feminine side. <laughs> I wow! Way to clip it, Jennifer. <laughs> Anyway, anyway I've, I've I need another an adult. Podcast. If there's an adult listening to this, please come get me. Stranger danger. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was. It, Jordan, how do you break your own podcast? Come uh, on. I break what I love. And it was actually the the size of the convention was actually pretty cool because the hotel, to my mind, was was bigger than the attendance, and the attendance was probably pretty good because I saw the attendance figures. For the first Hamacon and in their one-day uh, holiday special yeah, it was con, probably around six hundred, I would guess. Yeah, because I think they said I think it was like four hundred some four four hundred something for the first Hamacon, five five fifty for the for the the holiday one-day con. Yeah. So it was probably in that range, anywhere from five to six. Yeah, maybe a little above that, but. It wasn't bad because, you know, waiting in line for autograph wasn't really waiting in line. No. It was never, nothing was ever crowded. I was I never in a, a line, really. At least not one that just stood there. Yeah. That was, that was really, really nice. That was, yeah. And actually, I was quite happy with their dealer's room, too. I mean, granted, they only had maybe six dealers. That's why we hadn't talked about the dealer's I, room. I found things. There was, and I was you quite happy. found like a dozen grab bags. I did, but you know what? I think. Oh, how can you look bags. at him and not buy a grab bag from him? But um, but no, they had a. But no, the, and the, and the, actually, the grab bags were actually pretty cool. They were the, like the dealer's room was good because it was air conditioned. Yes. Um, it had more space than it needed, so there there wasn't a lot of trying to get to 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 a place at a dealer's booth that you couldn't because there were a bunch of people just sitting around yeah. standing around it was, talking. It wasn't like roller derby. You know, where you're having to throw elbows and exactly. you know, check somebody to get from point and, A to And they had day. a decent variety, too. I mean, it they wasn't, yeah. it, there wasn't, a, there weren't a ton of dealers there, but there wasn't really much of any overlap between dealers. Really. There was, there, you know, you didn't have five guys selling the exact same thing for the exact I same like price. That. Yeah, right. And I got to actually find some, some older stuff that I hadn't seen before, which has been, like, it's been, Several years of going to uh, AWA and MTAC that I've just not really been able to find anything that either I don't already have or anything that I actually want. Um, and I actually managed here to find some old stuff that, that I hadn't seen before, which is really cool. Yeah. I found Bento accessories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't buy shit. I, although, because I played it in the game room, I 
went home and bought a uh, Arcane of Heart three, the uh, the game that uh, is all chicks, just like I like my porn. But I They're bought I bought you a lightning figure and a Masada figure. I I do appreciate that. They're they're very very tiny. Which would be great if I could put them on on my desk, but but I can't because you know they're afraid that Misada is going to uh, steal company secrets. <laughs> and she's a drunk, so she'll she'll probably talk to somebody, probably yeah. Kaji, who will then pass that along to uh, Nerve and Sele and play it against each other. That 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 kind of, that kind of shit happens every day. Yep, that's that's a real world situation. Don't <laughs> don't, don't think uh, we're it just being happen. theoretical here. No. Nope, I've seen it. Happened last week. Saw oh, some did. saw somebody got Someone? shot uh, shot in front of a giant fan. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that. Maybe not the shooting so much. Yep. But yeah, great convention. Yeah, it was a very good convention. I'm I'm. I'm Gotta very thankful bathing that bathing suits next year. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm very thankful that, that Basil. Although nobody us wants out. to see this. <laughs> yes. Big big shout outs to Basil and and the rest of the Hamicon crew and yep. and to Micah and Brianna and Chris for being awesome. Yes. Oh, the one thing we didn't touch on though. Freaking hate Alabama. I know. Fuck Alabama. <laughs> and, and 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 we're not we're not referring to any Alabam Alabamanians. Alabamanians. Just, they were all really nice people, so I don't want geography. you. I don't oh want my you gosh, to, I hop. I don't want you to think we're just like bashing everyone on the people in Alabama. Yeah, no, we're we're talking about the actual geographical location. We were not there's, prepared for the heat. There is and well, there's no, nothing that's, between it, Chattanooga and Huntsville. There's no there's nothing. Literally nothing. There are miles upon miles of nothing. Um We we were afraid we were going to die out there. Yes. Yeah. I, I the last time I was in Alabama was in sixth grade going to Huntsville and that was enough for me. Uh, and if, if they if you could move Hamacon to Chattanooga, that would be there's a suggestion for next year. If anyone would like to help me find the little woman in John's phone that tells you directions, um, I need to take her outside and do things to her. Not not sexy things, bad, horrible, bloody things. Um, she does vibrate though. I'm just. I don't I'm just care. I, I don't care. The bitch had me turning. She was <laughs> going around the mall trying to, to find a Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A. We just wanted yeah. a Chick Fil A. The, um, oh my God. the the GPS ne- knew that there was a Chick Fil A somewhere, <laughs> but it didn't know exactly where. FYI, Chick Fil A's mobile site, you suck major dick. It, it apparently, you know, it apparently only works on Sundays, whereas Chick-fil-A yeah. is only closed on <laughs> yeah. Sundays. But we did stop at a wonderful IHOP, and everything was delicious. Oh we just too many eggs. <laughs> oh, my God. Too many eggs. <laughs> but it was delicious and wonderful. And Why are we reviewing the IHOP? The waitresses are very nice. Well, no. The IHOP was awesome. Hamacon and has, IHOP was part of Hamacon. It was, it was part of the experience. Hamacon has no control over the IHOP. But if you're in the area, <laughs> the check out the IHOP. Near, uh, what was that road? Hungry condors um, need to know uh, where Regal. they can go Regal and get food. The IHOP near just, Regal just, Road. Just go around in circles looking for the Chick-fil-A that's inside the mall, and that's you'll close. find it. And you will pass the IHOP about three times before you figure out you've been going in circles. And then you just say, screw it, park at the IHOP, get some pancakes. And, and it's like, oh, yeah. They're chocolate yeah. pancakes are oh divine. Oh All right, so ones. again, we're not sorry, reviewing sorry. IHOP. <laughs> I want some cinnamon pancakes. Is there anything um, else about Hamicon we need to to talk about? I, we, it needs more pancakes. Before we hand it over to uh, uh, a comedy of errors with uh, with Chris Kaysen. The errors are all on my part. It's a good name yeah. for the episode. That's great. <laughs> no. 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 
It was a, it was well, a it was a good convention. We're very happy we got to attend. Yes. Um. It was. It didn't feel nearly as rushed or stressed. I didn't think as as like MTAC or or AWA or any of that. So that was cool. Even though we were all running at about three hours of sleep. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it might might not have been stress stressful for you, but you know. I'm the one wrangling the interviews and uh, going to Marvel tournaments and running on about three hours of sleep. True. I was I was getting a little salty by the end of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that that was Hamicon. Thanks, thanks to everybody, and uh, we we now join our uh, regularly scheduled interview uh, already in progress. It doesn't. Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. We are happy to be joined by actor and director Chris Kaysen. Hello there. Did I just miss something? <laughs> we just weren't prepared. Um, you gave us no warning. When you lost into it, I think all of us jumped a little bit. Like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Oh yeah, right. Oh, Sorry, right. apologies. <laughs> uh, well, I thought I had made it clear when I went to... Turn off the air conditioning. That you were ready. That that we would, yeah, that we would be yeah. commencing. But I, uh, that's that's on me. I do apologize. Logic be down. Hey, we're sorry. That's 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 on me. I... <laughs> we're sorry, Captain. We'll pay better attention next time. Right. Well, no, that's, that's... our captain. We sit on the table and jump off like a dead boy society. <laughs> this this is. <laughs> This has not been my finest hour, but, but thanks for joining us. I uh, appreciate you making time to uh, talk to us. Um, so what have you been working on recently? <laughs> I'm still really over the fact that we're actually still recording. Uh, what am I working on? Yeah, you can actually uh, that, tell us that about. you can talk about. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that uh, I'm working on, of course, um, is a top secret, unfortunately. But uh, I guess the most recent stuff that you could see me in would be um, Eskenzo and Oedo Rocket and um, this other character... Um, I play in this OVA called Two, or capital T, capital O. It's kind of a strange title, but it's really cool. Um, those would be the most recent things. I just worked on a video game I'm very excited about, but of course, once again, under wraps for about a year, which stinks because I have to, you know, sit on my hands and bite my tongue for a year until that comes out, and I can't wait to talk about that. So, uh, but those two things for now. Well, that I, I'm excited for these things that that will happen eventually, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not excited about my current things? Uh, I'm, I'm always excited. <laughs> like, I don't approve of what you're currently doing. No. Like, no. I understand. But you will better yourself in the future. That's right. That's what we all want to do, guys, right? I'm High like, fives? I'm like, like, like seeing, seeing the progress that you make because of the stuff you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for you right now. Thank you. I'm excited for you even in the past. You're no retroactively excited. Wow. Yes. This is a very loose podcast. I like yes, that. Yes, it is. Yes. I like that. Very. Loose but not easy. Hello, Frisco. There's a lot of alcohol in this room, dinners. by the way. Uh, this is not... Yeah. Sadly, we're all sober. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're better next time. I was about to say, perhaps if I were drunk, this would be going next time. Oh, just... I was going to say, it should be easy to blame the alcohol, uh, 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 alcohol but we can't, so... Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. I just raised the roof, guys. Okay. You did. <laughs> With one hand. So, what would you say first drew you to acting? Acting in general? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I guess I was always that, uh, I was the kid who was standing up on a table uh, at five years old singing a song to uh, um, 
somewhat angered relatives, uh, forcing them to listen to me. Um, I suppose with any kind of performing, there's a, a sliver of narcissism required, although I try to keep that beast at bay. Um, I just always like, frankly, I view acting as a, a way of communicating with people, and I really I like people in general, so I like to interact with them that way. And, uh, you know, it's corny, but, you know, uh, performing, the ultimate result is it makes people think or feel or escape. And I like that very human experience. And, and you know, in this time of... Um, we're becoming more isolated with our pursuits, whether it's uh, inside gaming or whether it's uh, uh, at the computer or whatever. So the idea that we could all share this kind of communal feeling is really uh, awesome, and I am hope to be a part of that. So. I like that. Um, prior to your career doing voiceover and ADR directing, uh, did you do a lot of uh, stage theater, anything like that? Yeah, and that's the advice that, I mean, we talked about this yesterday as far as, you know, what can I do to be a voice actor? And the answer, of course, is to be an actor first. And I did a lot of uh, a lot of stage stuff. I, I was in uh, some in, uh, improv troops and comedy troops, though you will not be able to tell that today. Um, I did a national tour of, of a play. And, and um, yeah, I mean, and by the way, that talk about Trial by Fire. We did that same play for over... It was almost 200 performances of the same play, where it became so... Like, toward the end, I started to lose my mind, where I really did feel like we were just bussing in people from the previous city to come sit down in the audience for this city, and I would say my line, and they could say it back to me, like a Rocky Horror situation. <laughs> it really did start to feel like the worst version of Groundhog Day ever. But, I mean, I definitely learned how to try to keep it fresh, Every show, and that was the challenge. So, what play was it? It was called uh, Young King Arthur. It was um, about that's right. <laughs> Say it with me, King Young Arthur. Arthur. And I mean, there we there were wait for it sword fights. Uh, there were uh, I mean, we used actual swords, and that was kind of weird, uh, i.e., dangerous. Um, it was, but there was all kinds of you know smoke and mirrors and cool effects, and um, it was it was fun. You know, but it was it was hard. It was a bus and truck tour, meaning we drove everywhere. We loaded up all the stuff. We broke it down, and it sounds like oh, that must have been terrible. <laughs> but it, it actually looked really good. But it was a lot of hard work. I lost about I think I lost about forty pounds in that tour, and we did forty six states in nine months. So I saw most of the world, or by the world I mean country. Hi guys, I have not been drinking most, <laughs> I, most of the country in in a short amount of time. So that was really cool. Of course, now I'm doing it again, but via cons. So it's weird. To, it's all come full circle. Uh, are you still looking to do any theater or screen work? Uh, sure. You know I, that's the thing about I've been doing so much voice work for so long that I kind of miss. You know, I guess the grass is always greener, you know, uh, but I, I do miss doing live stuff just because I haven't for so long. And, you know, like any other muscle, if you just sit around and don't use it, it kind of gets a little, well, not so great. So I, I want to, you know, improve my chops and get back out there and do that. I, I would love to. Who would you say has had the biggest impact on your career? Uh, you mean like who... An idol of mine, or not even necessarily an idol, just someone who uh, 
maybe gave you a piece of advice or, or encouraged you at a particular crossroads or anything like that? Well, I can't say enough about uh, teachers in general, and not just because I'm sitting across from one. Uh, or there, well, there she is now, everybody. Or, or the fact that uh, my I have another uh, a friend of mine, Whitney Powell, who's a who's a teacher, and she's a theater teacher specifically. And I mean, they work tirelessly, and they inspire people. And of course, what you during your formative years, it's called that because you take it with you. Uh, what you learn during this crucial time for the rest of your life, and, and they really, uh, I can't say enough about teachers, and in this case, theater teachers, but teachers in general for sure. Um, now, outside of, of acting and directing, do you have any hobbies or interests that you pursue actively? Um, yeah, speaking of solitary pursuits, um, yeah, I, I like to play music a lot, and there's a common thread we noticed between a lot of the voice actors. They, we, we found out just by talking to each other that we all have sort of, a, or a lot of them have sort of a musical, um, whether it's singing or playing instruments or whatever. And I, uh, I play different instruments. And I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's become sort of therapeutic to, you know, just sitting down and learning a song or playing an instrument has kind of the same effect of, uh, why there it is now. <laughs> Do you hear that everyone? I'm dreaming. That was an old alarm. It was set on heart, which is weird. Um, I what? I forgot my name. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> something, music? something shiny, and I forgot. Something about music. Oh. Everybody playing music instruments. Uh, I like music. <laughs> what? Has, has there ever been a voice actor jam session? In a way, the, in a way, there has, um, because uh, there was a group called um, Peach Truck Republic, which may or may not still be around. I think it is still around, but it contained, um, at one time, Evan Jones, who was an engineer at, at Funimation, Justin Cook, of course, who's a, a voice actor and director, and, and now executive, I believe his title is executive producer at Funimation, and Jerry Jewell, uh, who was voice actor at Funimation, and they were in a band together. So it was kind of like, I don't know, uh, what's a good example? It's like... Yusuke and the Urameshis? That would have been a great, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, John. Sorry. <laughs> I was <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. terrible. After the convention, we're putting you to sleep. You probably should. Oh, no. You're going to put him down. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, just put yeah, him to bed. Just have him and drug him a little. Oh, <laughs> That's a euphemism. They're going to kill him. Yeah, that's, that's how I took that. <laughs> uh, I won't feel a thing, though. I'll just be a little tiny shot. Yeah, just a little blow dart. Yeah. <laughs> and you're down. Yeah. That's a nice way to go, really. Comparative, comparatively. I mean, if you're going to go. So that's the way you would choose, is what you're saying. Well, if, you know, people say that, hey, if you fall off a, like a, a tall building or you fall off a cliff or whatever, you would go into cardiac arrest, have a heart attack, and pass out before you hit the ground. I don't think so, all the time. No. I think I'm definitely going to know that I'm about to become a watermelon splatting. And, yeah. no, and that's really going to, that's not cool. No. No. I just went there, guys. Yeah? yeah so yeah. if you're looking for ways to kill him, just don't push him off anything. How about that's just, don't? just right. rude. Right. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's we keep him. Let's keep, keep him. Bro, let's keep death to a minimum, if possible. <laughs> that's a good rule to live by. Yeah. <laughs> we have t shirts available in the lobby, guys. <laughs> We're going to make millions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Porsche is for everyone. <laughs> These interviews, I'm telling you, they just keep getting better and better. Um, <laughs> Said with a wry grin. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked away listfully for a moment. Um, 
Anyway, uh, you, you also do ADR directing, of course. I, I've always been curious um, what sort of ideas planted in an actor's head where, where they decide to say, you know, I, I think I could probably direct. That would be fun for me. You know, what, what was fuzzy pill of that for you? Well, that's the classic uh, thing. Like, even in Hollywood, I mean, I think there either was, like, a bumper sticker or a slogan or a T-shirt with something... Um, what I really want to do is direct. I mean, that's like, oh, the classic, yeah. it's like the classic thing where the actor, well, in this case, it would be, that was born out of the idea that you have the know-it-all actor who thinks, I can do this better, and becomes a director to try to show other people that, you know, what they can do. Uh, that was not the case with me. Um, I had done some directing before at a, at a conservatory, and I, I was, I did some theater directing, but obviously not ADR directing, because it is so, Unique. I mean, there's really nothing else quite like directing for animation. It's, it's very specific. But, um, you know, the more you do, the more you get to do, I believe. And the fact that I was under that roof where people were writing and, I mean, it was, and directing anime. And I, uh, had worked there for maybe five years or so as an actor. And, uh, actually, I think, I'm trying to remember the order, but I feel like maybe I was approached to direct something first, but I had definitely voiced an interest, so it just kind of kind of worked out, and I was really curious to give it a shot, and uh, yeah, and cool. so I did. But that's really the way it goes at Funimation. I mean, the, the road to becoming an ADR director, if you work at Funimation for any length of time, would be um, either as an actor or an engineer. Um, usually that's kind of where that goes, although... I would say more of them are actors that turn directors than engineers that turn directors because that's very technical, but it has happened in the past. So, uh, but of course for engineers, they can also go on to become mix engineers, but, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I know, uh, it's Sunday, you know, we've all got places to be, things to do, to say, um, but before we let you go, is there anything that you'd like to say? Um, <laughs> On go, the spot. Go nuts. Let's see. Go nuts. Go nuts. <laughs> That's actually what I was going to say, which is weird. Go nuts, everybody. I don't know. Uh, uh, keep drinking to a minimum. I'm kidding. Um, what is it? Over there? I have to. I have to take That's time out. Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, that is Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. That's what I'm reading. Do you have from. on good authority that it is delicious. Yeah. Okay. By good authority, we mean basil. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well, the bottle's gone, so I mean... Yeah, but that's not the only empty... I mean, I don't want to... This is not me just vamping to come up with something cool. I'm actually looking... Because across from that, there's an empty bottle of... What is that? It looks like Tisa Rano. Completely uh, empty. Yeah. And, uh... There was some that was still full around here. There are multiple beers that... Oh, yeah, Tonic I'm assuming... (laughs) Amber Bach. Yeah. There was some Tobo Wawa somewhere around here. Taco Bell. And, and, talk, and so Dr. Bad. Thunder. <laughs> it went crazy in here last night. So when you want your insides to explode, I'm thinking Dr. Thunder, Taco Bell, and DeSerona. There was goat's blood and chicken feathers everywhere. They went nuts in here. Well, yeah, there it's was really one weird. Of them having a beer, eating peppermint patties. Apparently, and that is gross. No one tried it. Beer and peppermint patty? yeah, yeah, patties? Yeah, patties. Some beer yeah. and peppermint patties this morning. And he said that was his lunch. And he's like, oh, oh, honey, no. Uh, yeah, it was only about an hour food. It's going to be really heavy, first of all. And that. Yeah. Hmm. And then Spike Spencer showed up with his box wine. <laughs> That's how we end every story. That is the story. end of every story and the beginning of another. <laughs> uh, the story. 
So, Chris, thanks so much for joining Oh, gosh. Uh, let me say the thing that I... Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You were going to say stuff. <laughs> Sorry. I can't believe that I just did... Like, why did I do that to myself? I could have gotten well, out here that sick. Because um, the bottles were shiny. Because the bottles were shiny, once again. Uh, it is Sunday morning, and, you know... Um, well, I, I would just say thanks for watching, which sounds so cliche, but, I mean, if you guys didn't watch and uh, we couldn't be here doing what we do and... Uh, for going all of these conventions. It's so cool to get to go. This year I've gone to more conventions than ever before, and I really, really am enjoying it because I get to meet the fans who enjoy what we do. Like I said, um, when we record these shows, it's just three people in a dark room, and we kind of don't feel like anyone's even listening or anyone cares, really. It's very small. Uh, kind of feels like it is right now. Um, right. And then to find out that someone in, I don't know, New Zealand is watching it and likes it, or somewhere... I mean, just all across the world. It's really, it's really a cool thing. And, and, uh, yeah. Thanks again. Thanks again for watching. And thanks again for buying. And, uh, illegal downloads are not cool. No, they are not. And, uh, thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Really yeah. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun.